0: Inside, Inside sources, sources
1: with Boyd Matheson.
0: Well, bipartisanship is often lauded as the thing that is essential for our progress, uh, sadly lacking in Washington on most days. However, there are several areas where bipartisanship remains as strong as ever. We just don't hear about it a whole heck of a lot. The question that we want to pose today, however, is when we really identify that strong bipartisanship in Washington, does it end up being a good thing or a bad thing for the well-being of the American people? And to help us do that, Jonathan Bidlack's the director of the governance program at the R Street Institute in Washington, D.C., our friends over there. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. So the bipartisanship is alive and well in some spaces in Washington. <laughs> but is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Or is it just a yes? Yeah, well, that's that's the sixty four thousand dollars question, I guess.
2: You know, I mean, I, you know, in in the piece that I wrote recently, you know, what I said is that I think that there's this this myth that there was this golden age of bipartisanship where everyone came together and got along, you know, perfectly. And you know, first point is that you know that that era probably never existed. You know, we had super uh, you know, vicious uh, electoral fights going back to 18, the 1800s. We had, you know, a caning on the Senate floor. So we have a lot of moments in our history where uh, there were huge policy uh, debates that, uh, that bubbled over, where there was hardly, hardly that sense of agreement. Um, but the second point you're alluding to is that, you know, the presumption, I think, that uh, bipartisanship is inherently a good thing. And, you know, my counter to that would be, well, you know, it kind of depends on what the end result of that bipartisanship is. You know, if people are coming together to, for example, uh, you know, spend trillions of dollars and more money at a time when we have a record national debt, um, I think it's debatable about whether or not that's a good thing. If people from both parties are coming together to, you know – keep troops on the ground in Afghanistan, you know, after 20 years, um, it's debatable whether or not that that's a good outcome. And so, you know, I, I would encourage people to separate, you know, sort of a fondness for bipartisanship and this sort of, uh, you know, lofty goal of having everyone getting along uh, from, from what we really should be judging, which is what those policy outcomes actually look like.
0: Yeah, and what they cost. Uh, that's, the, that's the amazing thing. We, we talk often on this show, when we, especially when it gets to the dollars and cents of it all, That We always complain about the conflict in Washington, but but the big challenge is often collusion. And and I always make the case that you cannot get $32 trillion in debt through conflict. You you just can't. If you're arguing about the dollars and cents, you're not spending the money. Uh, And everyone has a personal experience about that. Uh, It's collusion that's the problem.
2: Well, no, that's exactly it, you know, and and I would go one step further and say that, you know, I think that in many cases, uh, disagreements can actually be very healthy for American democracy. I mean, you know, if you look at times, for example, where we've had more fiscal responsibility, it's tended to be, you know, when we've had uh, divided government. I mean, you know, people talk a lot, of course, about, uh, you know, President Clinton and Speaker Gingrich in the 90s. But, you know, you can look at President Obama and uh, and Speaker Boehner, you know, in the Early part of the 2010s, and so uh, you know when we've had these sorts of uh, these sorts of budget agreements, even going back to the 80s, you know you look at you know Ronald Reagan and Tip and O'Neill. So um, I think that there's something to be said for. For you know having principal disagreements now you know at the end of the day, the hope is of course that you can kind of you know have a compromise that is ultimately good for the nation, and that doesn 't always happen but um, but the idea of people arguing within the political sphere and sort of trying to advance their own their own goals um, that 's actually not problematic. The bigger problem has tended to be when we 've had united government and we 've allowed you know sort of the checks and balances that are inherent to the system to be put by the wayside in favor of uh, of, you know, sort of the partisan, uh, uh, you know, affinities of of the the various branches.
1: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She
2: was tear gassed and beaten.
1: Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.
0: Yeah, and uh, Jonathan, you you pointed out in your piece, In the Sun, which is a great piece, uh, talking about this yet, you actually did a a great thing. You went to Federalist 51, (laughs) Uh, and talking about some of those checks and balances and why they're there and why they actually – do lead us to some good debate and usually leads us to a better what we'd like to call the integrity of compromise
2: yeah no that's right you know it's uh it's not too often i've, I've gotten a chance to quote uh, james madison and hunter <laughs> s thompson in the same op-ed so Ooh, that was kind of fun is uh, a big day but, you know the great the it, that's right, uh, but the, the great line in, in Federalist fifty one um, is that ambition should counteract ambition, right? The the goal of having these checks and balances was to sort of soften some of the worst impulses, if you will, of the more you know the ideological uh, uh, extremes, and so um, you know that's uh, the, that's the reason that our government is set up the way that it is, and so to some degree, right, you don't actually want. Uh, you know agreement you want principled disagreement, um, and then when people come together, they sort of say okay i'm going to stay and I want some of the things that I want you want some of the things that you want and hopefully that package that comes together at the end of the day uh, is is beneficial but but um, you know when you have a situation where know, uh, bipartisanship is sort of um, uh, not being driven by, uh, I think, by by a fundamental disagreement, oftentimes you end up with worse worse outcomes. I mean, you know, another good example of this is actually the Pentagon budget. You know, you have both parties that basically agree that we should just give a blank check to to the Pentagon, and I think that's actually detrimental to our national security, but it's become something in Washington that both parties essentially are just willing to go and rubber stamp, spend even more than what leaders in the military actually want themselves. And so, um, you know, I would argue very strongly that that's, that's again, harmful, uh, in this case, to national defense. But oftentimes, these kinds of packages are harmful to uh,
0: to the country. Uh, great insight, as always, Jonathan Bidlack, Director of the Governance Program at the RSD Institute in Washington, one of our favorite insight sources. Great writing, great thinking on this one, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks again, Boyd. Appreciate it. Uh, such good insight there. Uh, again, we do we want bipartisanship? Yes, if if it's not collusion, if it's not just bipartisanship so we can spend more money. Jonathan raised this point that look, Pentagon spending has increased uh, to record levels, uh, and often funding systems that the military brass don't even want or need anymore, but we keep doing it because that's that's what happens, and that's that's how you get thirty one trillion dollars in debt. So I love how Jonathan got to that point that, look, just to say we want bipartisanship, that's not necessarily a good thing. Conflict is a good thing. If we do it right, if we're not just having screaming matches, although our country's had some pretty good screaming matches on the floor of the House and the Senate. But we want to elevate the conversation. Let's get it to the principle of it all. And then we can experience the integrity of compromise. The problem is when we sell out too quickly for the leaders of the Democrats and the leaders of the Republicans going behind closed doors and hashing out an agreement. That's not the integrity of compromise. That's politics. Let's have some real debate. Let's have it in front of the American people so it's transparent. Then we can have the integrity of compromise and see who's really serious. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more to come in hour number two. Stick around. We'll be right back. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.